Hello, friends, and welcome back to Ordinary People, Extraordinary Lives. My name is Lance Bain. Great to have you with me again on another week of our little podcast designed to help us experience the grace of God while living, leading, and overcoming those everyday challenges we face in life. This is episode 129. I love spending this time with you. How in the world have we come up with 129 podcasts together? I love it, and I'm glad we're together again this week. Don't forget to check out LanceBain.com, L-A-N-C-E-B-A-N-E.com, where you can get many other resources and you and I can communicate together through the website. You can also listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, and Amazon Music. You can find us there. I would love for you to share this with your fellow leaders and your friends and your team. And I would love to hear from you on what would you love to talk about that would really add value to your leadership journey. I'm excited about this week's podcast topic. It's called Public Leadership in private seasons, public leadership in private seasons. And what I mean by that is how do we embrace our growth in a very personal way and the process and messiness of that without creating too much of a mess in our public leadership? So let's talk about that today in this podcast. Pete Scazzaro is a, a great leader, a great communicator, doing some really wonderful work around emotionally healthy spirituality and discipleship. You can learn more about his work at emotionallyhealthy.org. And one of the things that I love that Pete says, and he says it quite often if you check out his podcast or read his books or follow him on his website, he often says of leadership and just in general in life you can't give what you don't have. You can't take others to places where you haven't been. The idea is that leadership is often about being out front. It's about seeing from a different height. Often as leaders, we interpret vision to be about horizon, that which is just in front of us, or something we see on the horizon as a goal as a mission, as a purpose for our leadership and those that we lead. But I want to propose that leadership is not just about the horizon and what's in front of us, but it's also about the height from which we see. It's interesting that, right, if you've ever flown on a plane and had a window seat, the world looks really different from 37,000 feet than it does when you're at street level walking up and down or on the highway driving your car. And Leadership is often about being out front. It's about seeing from a different perspective. And in the midst of that, you're called to your own personal growth, private seasons of personal growth. Yet you can't abdicate your public responsibility for leading. That's why I've entitled today's podcast, Public Leadership in Private Seasons. There are times when your leadership development and growth feels deep and it feels personal. 
and it can it can be a little messy, emotionally messy. Maybe you're having to clean up some relational messes. Maybe you're learning some new skills and not yet practicing them with the efficiency that you want. And so unintentionally, the public expression of our pri- our private growth, our private seasons, our private development is messy. And it's just the nature of it. And so how do you give public leadership in private seasons? You know, a leader's personal growth is critical to the growth of the whole. John Maxwell, a famous leadership author and communicator and teacher, maybe one of the perennial voices of leadership in our generation, describes this as the law of the lid, the law of the lid. So the basic premise is that if you're on a scale of one to 10, if your leadership um, acumen and your leadership efficiency and competency and charisma is a seven, you can never lead anyone higher than a six. You, it, it's difficult to lead, if not impossible, people who have a higher leadership capacity than you. It takes a tremendous amount of humility and surrender. So how do you then as a leader move from a seven to a seven and a half or seven and a half to an eight? How do you grow in that and at the same time give good, healthy public leadership? So I want to share with you today in this public leadership in private seasons, four tips for public leadership in private seasons. I believe you're going to find these tips incredibly helpful. Tip number one is discover what healthy privacy or healthy personal development looks like. Um, My wife and I often have this little proverb uh, as we've been raising children and dealing with the challenges of leadership. The proverb that we came up with is process pain privately so you can display hope publicly. Yet I would say in the last 15 to maybe 25 years, there has been a great resurgence, almost a revival, if you will, of the power of authenticity in leadership, the role, the healthy role of vulnerability in cultivating trust. And so how do you operate in authenticity and practice appropriate vulnerability when you're also needing to process personal growth privately. So you have to discover what healthy privacy looks like. And I say discover because it, that truly is what it is. It's a discovery. Sometimes you're going to, you're going to be too authentic. If you will, you're going to share too much personal struggle or strife or trials or tribulations that are helping you grow. You're going to share too much of that, that actually hinders your leadership and doesn't help your leadership. And sometimes you're going to learn that you don't share enough. And sometimes you're going to learn that in this audience, I can share this much, but maybe in this audience, I can't share that much. There's always a certain amount of authenticity and vulnerability that we should practice as leaders because it's how people connect with us. It humanizes our leadership and our journey. And people say, I can relate to that. I can connect to that person. 
you know, I see that that while they're struggling, they still have hope. They still have vision. They're still maintaining fidelity and faithfulness to their leadership, and that's worth following. We, um, we express something that's contagious and infectious. You are going to need to discover what healthy privacy looks like for you. And for me, part of my leadership calling and part of my leadership purpose is public communication. So if if you listen to our podcast much, you know that I'm a person of faith. I lead a local church. And so I would say 35 to 42, 43 Sundays out of the year, I'm giving a public speech, a public message. And so much of my relatability to the church that I lead is found in my local family. I'm a father, I'm a husband, father of three, and friends, and I'm a brother, and my parents have passed, and all all these, I'm a grandparent now, (laughs) like all these things, people can relate to that. I have to explore with my family how much of our family life can I share publicly so that there's relatability, there's connection, there's authenticity, there's vulnerability, but not so much so that I'm violating the privacy that my family really needs to be a family. In some ways, what I'm saying is, if you're a leader, you live in a glass house, and you're going to have to discover where in that glass house do you tint the windows and discover healthy private practices. Here's tip number two. Dedicate personal time to growth and well-being. Dedicate personal time to growth and well-being. What I'm wanting you to consider, friends, is that your growth and your well-being needs to happen outside the office. How much time are you willing to give to early morning development, listening, reading, uh, early morning breakfast or lunches with mentors and uh, attending webinars and online classes and just learning how to be a better leader in both your character and in your charisma and in your competency and in your courage. Learning to be a better leader. And you and I have to dedicate personal time and growth to well-being. We have to dedicate time to that. Schedule it, set it aside, be intentional about where you want to grow and in what you want to learn. Without this dedicated time of person, you know, dedicated to, to personal time, dedicated to personal growth and, and well-being, I have found that it's almost like a pressure cooker that if you don't give dedicated time to it, it's going to show up somewhere in your public leadership. It's not going to have the intentionality you want. It's not going to have the efficacy you want. It's not going to have the clarity you want. It may not be as connected to your mission, vision, and purpose as strongly as you want. And because you're like a pressure cooker, (laughs) and this personal growth and development in private seasons is building pressure, building pressure, building pressure, building pressure, dedicating personal time to growth and to well-being is how you can alleviate that pressure so it doesn't show up in a way that hinders your public leadership. It actually shows up in a way that helps your public leadership. Here is tip number three. Tip number three, consider how personal growth contributes 
to public leadership and communications. Consider how personal growth contributes to public leadership and communication. Uh, this is particularly a, a great tip for verbal processors. This may be more important for verbal processors than those who process more internally, more quietly. I'm a verbal processor. And when I don't consider how my private seasons of personal growth can contribute to the public demonstration, meetings, conferences, one-on-one -on -one mentoring calls, development, discipleship, producing material, writing messages, creating lesson plans, etc. Whatever it is you're doing that's adding value to others. If you don't consider that, then what we do as verbal processors is we verbally process in the public. And we create messes. I had this example just this week where I had said something publicly about a friend of mine and what they were willing to do. And it, it was well-meaning, well but my zeal got ahead of my wisdom because I'd never really talked to that person about if they were willing to do that. And they, they sort of feel put on the spot. And, you know, they have a good heart about it. And they're not really upset about it. But it, for me, I'm like, man... Lance, you got to do a better job at considering how these areas of personal growth and private seasons are going to show up in your public leadership and in your public communication. Verbal processors, you, you consider this, you think about this, and it requires a, a great level of discipline. It requires a great level of, of forethought and reflection to know how is this thing that I'm growing in this private season, how is it going to shape and influence my public leadership and communication? You have to consider that. That takes time and it takes thought and it takes attention. It might even take a conversation or two with a trusted friend or a trusted mentor, a trusted, a trusted family member. I often can do this with my wife and say, hey, I need to process something with you to help me find some clarity and to actually help me be a better leader in public. Again, as someone who gives public messages 35 to 40 times a, a year on a weekly basis, I recognize that I never want to process what I'm learning with the congregation, with the audience that I'm speaking to. And this leads us to tip number four. Elevate others by sharing what you are learning. Elevate others by sharing what you are learning. And so, as I just said, I don't really want to process what I'm learning with the audience that I'm speaking to. I want to have other more private places where I can process, assimilate, practice, learn, because real learning happens at the place of application. And so I want to, I want to have, create personal credibility, personal experience, personal breakthrough or efficiency or, or uh, profitability or um, adding value. Like I want to experience those things personally, then begin to share with this broader audience Here's what we can learn together. Here's what we can practice together. And you already have developed a small history 
of practicing and of success in that area that you're sharing with others. And so you can really elevate other people. You can add tremendous value to their lives by sharing what you are learning. But you got to practice that first. Now, I, in the show notes, which you can get a copy of the handwritten show notes of today's talk at LanceBain.com, there are three sort of key areas that I think about when it comes to learning. Area number one is the heart. So how is my heart being transformed? How is my heart growing? How is my heart becoming more and more healthy in the areas of integrity, generosity? It's about the motivations. And then the second area of learning is the hand. This is competency and skills. You actually know how to delegate. You know how to do um, conflict productively. You, you know how to connect with other people through people skills. You know how to do self-care skills so that you maintain emotional health, physical health, uh, financial health, spiritual health, mental health. And so the hand is a lot about the skills that are needed. And without the right heart, the hand becomes a tool of manipulation. But when you have a healthy heart and you have competent hands, those areas really help you elevate other people in their learning. And the third area is the head. This has to do with competency. What is it you're actually learning? What knowledge are you gaining? What insight are you developing and assimilating into your thinking, into your knowledge bank? So you have appropriate knowledge in your head. You have healthy, generous, kind motivations in the heart. And you have meaningful, effective, uh, life-giving skills in the hand. And private seasons of learning are going to influence these three areas, the head, the heart, and the hand. And when you in private places and in private seasons can achieve um, credible personal development with a small history of success, then friends, when that shows up in your public leadership, you will elevate at least offer that opportunity of elevating the lives of other people to very powerful and healthy places. Public leadership in private seasons, it's not a problem to be solved. It's attention to be managed. And I hope that these four tips that I've shared today will help you manage that tension effectively. Hey, don't forget to check out LanceBain.com. Again, you can get a copy of today's handwritten show notes. You just want to click on the homepage, the link podcast, then click Ordinary People, Extraordinary Lives. And you want to look for episode 129. And there on that page will be a typed out form of these notes, as well as a downloadable PDF of the handwritten show notes. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And please consider sharing this with those friends of yours that are also growing in the area of leadership. I believe this will add value to their lives. I love you, everybody. Believing for God's best for you and for those that you lead. Have an amazing week. Stay safe, stay healthy, and I'll talk to you again next week.